to this episode of the Alien Familiar RPG Podcast. I am Clayton. I'm Larry. I am Heaven and Kalen's father. Collect comic books. I collect well, I collect everything, pretty much. Uh, video games, playing PUBG right now, getting slaughtered in that. I collect vinyl records, uh, horror movie memorabilia, all kinds of stuff, actually. I'm Heaven. Well, my dad got me into video games I've played since I was, well, since I could remember. And then my dad also got me into D&D at the age of 12. I've played some card games. I was real big into Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And that's probably it. <laughs> I'm Kaylin. I'm really big into, like, superhero movies and comic books and video games like my sister. And... My dad got me into D&D when I was eight years old. You gonna put your name on just in case you say something later on? <laughs> uh, my name's Caleb. I'm uh, Kalen's boyfriend. I've been playing D&D for like two and a half months now. <laughs> Used to collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Pokemon cards. Play video games and stuff like that. Board games. We play a lot of board games. Play a lot of board games. So those of you listeners who have listened to our ac- our most recent actual plays, these are the players in our Savage Worlds New World campaign. Um, I'm having them on the podcast because, particularly with Larry, um, we've played together for a while now, and we've played... Um, well, before I introduce the topic, I guess I should give the uh, contact information about us... Uh, you can find show notes and more at alienfamiliar.com. You can email us at alienfamiliarmedia at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash alienfamiliar. And I personally am on Discord as DM Scorpio number 0660. And I have created a channel specifically for Alien Familiar Media. And like Larry, I have recently got into PUBG. So it has been since... Left for Dead 2 since I have played a first-person shooter online, and I am incredibly rusty. I've got about eight hours in PUBG. I have one kill. <laughs> that makes me so mad. It freezes up. Have you been it's yeah, freezing I, up a lot? I get lagged. <clears throat> I get lagged, and I, then I get dead. Yeah. <laughs> I get dead more than I lag, though. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Our topic for today, we're going to be talking about uh, gaming with players from another generation. Uh, Specifically, we're going to be talking about gaming when there is about a a 20-year age difference between the players. The reason I wanted to have this group in particular talk about this is because um, we've got two generations here of gamers, um, Larry and his daughters. I want to kind of start off just kind of giving... well. I've struggled to kind of figure out a classification on how we were going to break down this topic. Um, Originally, I thought that I would talk about like the different generations as in like baby boomers versus um, generation Xers versus millennials. And the more I thought about it, that didn't make a lot of sense. I think that the more important distinction is just age demographics, like young kids, ages seven through maybe early teens, then teenagers, then people in their early twenties, and then basically people who are 20 or older or about 25 or older. Um, that's where I've noticed 
the biggest differences in both the style of play and the preferences of the players themselves. So, um, Larry, what has it been like play, bringing new gamers into the hobby and how has, how is it different playing with them rather than just whenever we first met, we were having groups that were essentially within our age grade, age range. Uh, number one, did I force them to join us because we were lacking people? Is that what happened? I can't remember. I was definitely interested. I definitely wanted to. Yeah, but you came in later. She. I don't know been, how it started. I think we needed people to fill the group, right? I think so. I think you're right, yeah. And, um, but I know with Kaylin, her being eight, you were kind of concerned about the material. Yeah, um, I would. And if she could even comprehend what was going on in the game, but. I guess, I mean, she was probably better than I even was. Like I said, when I was 11, 12 years old, I was just kicking doors down, killing shit, and taking the loot. <laughs> so so at least she took the time to create the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did basic role-playing, probably better than what I do, because I still think I suck at the role-playing <laughs> aspect mm-hmm. of gaming. Heaven, uh, do you remember what it was like coming into this game, especially coming into a game where all the other players are were in their mid twenties till how old Larry, how old were you at the time? Like mid thirties? Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be nice and say mid thirties Um, I don't really remember other than well, I was always used to hanging out with Dad's friends, so dad's yeah. age yeah, because playing he, Xbox, yeah. like we did the land parties and <laughs> yep. stuff like that. He brought a lot of friends over. We would play video games, so I was always used to that part of it. I don't think that that made a difference to me. I've always been very shy, though, so I don't think that I was role playing very well. Well, I know with me, I like wanted to like impress them I guess I didn't want them to see me as like a burden or be like oh we don't want to play with this little kid so I know I tried really hard when I first played to like focus and you know do my best that way they wouldn't you know have a problem with me playing and kick you out of the group yeah (laughs) (laughs) Kaylin you in particular I remember joining the group because the other two players who were in the group besides you and your dad were were not at all focused on the game. Yeah. Um, we played Sunday mornings. One of them was always asleep. The other was mm-hmm. always um, chemically induced, you shall say. And phones. they were having... It, I'm sorry, what? Phones, phones. were yeah, always, yeah, phones, always on their phones. phones were Drawing problem. pictures or just anything not game-related or, you know... I remember them making a lot of jokes. I don't remember them being on their phones. Because they were getting the jokes from their phones. <laughs> Probably <laughs> they were on an app. Yeah, they're not that and creative. We would, yeah, we would just be playing, and one of them would be like, oh, listen to this. And they'd read it off their phone. And, you know, just, yeah, they weren't paying attention. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, yeah like I said, I was very focused on trying my best. And I maybe in the beginning I wasn't, like, as good as the people older than me. But I definitely feel like, yeah, there were people in the group they were way older than me and weren't paying attention as well as I was. Yeah. I just hate distractions because I love getting absorbed into the whole story aspect mm-hmm. of the gaming. Mm-hmm. So, and, and well, I've never had any other DMs, but 
Uh, I think you're the best DM in the world because <laughs> you do the voices. I mean, you're basically a walking encyclopedia of D and D. So I, I can't imagine playing with anybody else after all these years. Um, and I don't know if your listeners know where we met, like there was a comic book shop and you had a flyer hanging in a, in a shop and that's where we met. And that was in 2004, right? Something like that. Yeah. December. I think it was December of 2004. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't imagine gaming with anybody else now after you. Well, one thing I would like to say just about Heaven and Kaylin joining our, joining the group back then and, because you are the youngest people I've ever played with in relation to me, I have since played with another person who was probably about, about 12 years old. And I have to say that people within that youngest age range that can start playing role-playing games, there is definitely, there's still that, that stereotypical like childhood thing where you're not afraid to role-play. You haven't, you you may not be able to get all of the rules because the rules are so freaking complex, <laughs> but you're still you're still comfortable with the make believe aspects of it, and that's something that a lot of people who get into the hobby later have a really hard time learning how to do and um, getting comfortable doing it. And I feel like whenever you get a a new gamer that young, that in character role playing always comes out. Um, a little bit better because you're a kid that age is basing it off of like TV and movies and stuff that you've seen. And you really are play acting as an adult. And that's a, a big part of what childhood actually is, is play acting as if you're an adult. So playing a role playing game, just, it just flows so much easier for someone of yeah. that age. Well, I think that's definitely what drew me in is that you guys were essentially using your imagination. And like you said, that's all kids do and is you they pretty just pretty much be anything yeah, you want to be. They use their head, they play pretend. <clears throat> and I saw you guys doing that. And I just thought that was so fun. And then like heaven said, we have played video games since I don't even know, probably yeah. like six, seven years old. <clears throat> and before that role playing games. Yeah. Role playing games really reminds me of video games but you just have more freedom. So that's another thing I think that also really made me interested in it is because you got to use your imagination and you got to do whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And a good DM being a good storyteller, yeah. that also helps mm-hmm. so that it allows us to use our imagination mm-hmm. as much as we can. So that's kind of what I see the f- basically the, the earliest age range that role-playing games are designed for most i know that for D on either the whenever they came in box sets or the um actual some of the older books they actually said that um it was designed for ages seven and up oh really wow. yeah. i always thought it was 12 I... um oh, well i, I have you. a i have a basic D set that says seven and uh-huh. <laughs> and i i have to imagine that there is someone older running that game because I, yeah, I, I have a hard a time of seven year olds. Yeah. <laughs> I can see, I can see four seven year olds playing characters. I cannot see a seven year old playing game master. Yeah. No. yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's no way. I'd say like the youngest would be like maybe 11 or 12. Like I know yeah. it's Stranger well, there's Things. There's some races and yep. stuff I can't even pronounce. Right? So imagine a seven-year-old just staring at a word for an hour. But you see them in Stranger Things, and I don't know what age they are. They're around like 11 or 12, and they are yeah. around that. They yeah. are playing, but you can. It definitely wouldn't be played the right way. If that well, yeah, younger like I said, age, when I was yeah. younger, yeah, yeah. You're just smashing ground. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're not comprehending yeah. the rules. Well, I would also like to just go out and say that. As long as everybody's having fun, there really isn't a right mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like, in certain groups, yes, there is a way that that group likes to play. And the way that we all enjoy playing is very similar. So for us, it is the right way. But um, I just want to put out there that we're not saying people are wrong for kicking in the door and taking on the loot. <laughs> yeah. And that's all they want from the game. But um, that is definitely not what we get out mm-hmm. of what we come to the game to get out of it. Yeah. I do remember one adult we played with, he just wanted to rape everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's one way you can go with being able to do whatever you want, but it's not the right way. <laughs> so I guess he was living his fantasy. Something. His character. <laughs> yeah, I think our playstyle is we like to be challenged. We don't like for it to be, you know, like super easy. And then in the current one we're playing now, it's kind of like with the visions and all that, it's kind of a riddle sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I do like that too. I think, do you think that helps younger, the younger generations starting when they're young to, because you, I've, you've always incorporated like puzzles and riddles and stuff into the campaign and, and that kind of forces them to use their brain. <laughs> Something a lot of kids don't like to do. <laughs> well, he's also just a yeah. good DM. Well, I used to just <laughs> set up GI Joe guys and shoot them with BB guns. <laughs> That's what I did when I was a kid and ride my bike. So Larry, you touched on something that I kind of want to go into, like as far as like whenever you're playing with people of different ages, keeping in mind what is age appropriate. Cause uh-huh. you, you mentioned the guy who just wanted to rape everything. Yeah. Kaylin, do you remember the first game you joined? I honestly don't. I remember. Was that the supernatural game? Or? Yes. That was a world of darkness. Yeah. Because like, you were concerned if she yeah. was going to be able to I, emotionally handle I, the game. All I really remember is just sitting in the kitchen, and that's it. I remember, yeah. you know, yeah, I remember playing with uh, the little girl of someone else that was in the group. Is that the one where I grabbed the lightning rod? No. Yes. That oh, Well, that nice. happened earlier in the campaign. Okay, but that is the same That is setting. the same setting. Okay. But I remember her being scared. She said she was too scared to play, but I remember saying, well, I want to play. I think I want to play. And then I, I think I remember you, you know, just saying we were going to try it out. We were going to mm-hmm. see if I could actually do it. But that's really all I remember. I don't remember the story. I don't remember a whole lot. I don't even remember what character I was. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember what character you <laughs> were either. But I do remember that World of Darkness is a horror game and where Larry is a big horror buff and I'm sure you saw a lot of horror stuff um, mm-hmm. before the uh, before you were old enough according to yeah. the MPAA. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I think that really helped you being able mm-hmm. to process like mm-hmm. oh these are fast zombies that we're fighting so yeah. I I know how to deal with that both emotionally mm-hmm. and like tactically yeah it really is weird though because i have i mean still to this day i can't really watch horror movies so i really it really does still kind of like baffle me why it didn't scare me and why i wanted to do it 
And I'm a bad father because I probably tried to force them to watch The Exorcist <laughs> when they were three years old. Because <laughs> that was the coolest movie ever. So. I don't know. Like I said, I don't I just, remember that. So it seemed more interesting to me than playing with the little girl. So I ditched her and I was like, listen, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna play with them. <laughs> I think you may have been our healer. I think. I remember playing. Yeah, right? I thought she was the healer. I think I was a healer a lot and a paladin a lot. And mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure you guys tried to steer me away from a paladin the first time because it was like well, really complicated. complicated character. Yeah, more yeah. complicated back then, but I did it and I, I don't know how well I did it, but yeah, that was, I was always a paladin for a while. I was always a sorcerer and mm-hmm. now I'm playing like archers. Yeah. And I'm just, I've been we've into cha- different classes. Yeah, we've changed. Yeah. Our like, um, preferences have yeah. changed. And that's something else is that whenever a kid is, whenever a kid is playing the game, you can give them pretty much any class I've found and they will pick it up like yeah. it's nothing. You really don't have to worry about a class being too complicated because kids are sponges. They will pick up yeah. everything and they will remember it and they will use it. Yeah, if you've got a kid playing and they say they want to play a, a wizard, let them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be awesome at it. They're going to they're going to be the ones that come up with the cool uses for the not very often used spells that nobody ever thought of. Yeah, I wish I I had the imagination I did when I first played because it's probably nowhere near as good (laughs) now. Like, I struggle when you're like, well, how did it look like when when you killed that person? And I'm like, "Mm, my arrow (laughs) shot them. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Well, it's it's just a muscle that you got to get get worked back up. Yeah. That we don't use very Mm -hmm. often anymore. (laughs) <laughs> some of the other age ranges that I want to talk about. I kind of lump late teens and early 20s in together because a lot of the same things I've noticed happen in in that age range. But again, there's a big difference just individually as to who does what. Like there's nothing nothing that I'm saying is is applicable to everybody in any of these age ranges, but the tr- the trends that I've noticed is that in that pe- players in their t- late teens and early twenties they like to play. There's a lot of loners, loner characters that are played during that age range. I think it's a reflection of just stereotypical teen angst, <laughs> like feeling apart, and then you want like you feel apart from everyone else, and then whenever you get in and play a character, you kind of want to play that to another, like just to the extreme. You want to play, you want to play Wolverine or you want to play the Punisher or you want to play Aragorn. But I say that and then heaven, Kaylin, (laughs) you are definitely bucking that trend in our current Savage Worlds game. So I'm just, when I say that, I'm remembering the types of players the types of characters I played and kind of a lot of the characters I'm seeing other people having played. Is there anything that the two of you see as, well, I don't know if you've played enough with other players to have seen any other kind of trends that you've noticed in people in your age group? Well, I know for sure. I feel like you said, like, it kind of depends on your personality, kind of. Mm. Like, you know, teenagers, yeah, if they're alone or they're going to play loner. I know definitely that there was always a trend. If they were, like, very, like, snarky, 
and just kind of had an attitude or just, I don't know really how to put it, but if they were like snarky, they would play a snarky character. Or if they would like just joke around, they would do silly stuff sometimes in, you know, not the right time at all to do mm-hmm. joking stuff. That's one trend I noticed. And then like me, my personality, I do think I played in the game. It's just not a loner. Like I always, me, I think it would be so cool to like, you know, travel. So I, I'm like playing a treasure hunter right now. And then, you know, if I was born back then, I would have definitely been, you know, like a treasure hunter or something like that. So I don't know about you, Heaven, but... I don't think I've played with a, a whole lot of people to notice any trends, but like Kaylin said, the snarky ones play very Difficult loud, characters, charismatic yes. characters. <laughs> um, the jokesters, yeah, make inappropriate jokes. Mm-hmm. Don't take the game seriously. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that continues onward. Yeah. That's kind of that age range. And then the people who are basically 25 and older, I kind of all lump together. I've personally played with... Um, the oldest person that I played with was in his mid-50s when I was in my early 30s. And in that particular group, it was I was the youngest one. I was in my early 30s. Um, a, three of the guys were in their early to mid-40s. And then one guy was in his mid-50s. And there really wasn't a huge generational difference within that, I didn't feel like. So I kind of feel like the major difference that I saw in that age group was more based on what types of games they had been brought into the hobby and playing, informing whether or not they really liked to... They really liked a lot of crunch whether or not they liked uh, any particular genre, like whether they liked just D&D, that was all that they wanted to play, or whether they were more open to other game systems. Because especially back whenever a lot of people that, that age would have started playing, like in the 80s and 90s, or possibly even the 70s, D&D, even more than it is now, was the game if you wanted to know about other games, it was incredibly hard to find any resources on them. A lot of like bookstores that would carry role-playing games, they probably only carry D&D. They might have had one or two other books. Because they knew the D&D would sell. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So back then, before the ubiquity of the internet and all that, mm-hmm. that's all that they were exposed to. And if they if they were the type of person who played other games it was because they were the per- the type of person who really went out and sought the other types of games that's so, why i like youtube now because you can actually preview get other games mm-hmm. not even just rpgs but board games anything like mm-hmm. that you can preview them before you have to go out because games are expensive a lot of games are <laughs> yeah. now yeah i mean you're dropping 50 60 dollars on a game and if you don't like it you're mm-hmm. basically stuck with it yeah i think that's a difference between the generations like like you said you guys you were kind of like limited in what you could see like you said if you went to a bookstore you probably just saw in D D, but now us we have the internet mm-hmm. it's more it's more common for us to like know more about other games than you guys would have back then and even the conventions when yeah we were younger there were no conventions not like there are today mm-hmm. like the origins game game fair all that stuff like 
Well, actually, Origins has been around since the 70s. Uh, oh. <laughs> yes. I guess you guys but, just didn't know about but, it. But yeah. Let, yeah, yeah, well, how would you too. find out about yeah. it? Yeah. If you weren't, if they weren't mm-hmm. flyering that's our what town, I was gonna say. you yeah. just didn't know. So, yeah, um, the yeah. internet, yeah, it's great. It's definitely, yeah. It's, it's changed our way of, of playing, mm-hmm. you know, board games, anything really. But, yeah, definitely. Board games has also, like, and role-playing games has just exploded, I think. Yeah. In, in the past few years. Yeah, and the game makers. I mean, yeah, YouTube, the internet, you can actually talk to the the game developers yeah. and, and see interviews with them and, and how things are. So, yeah, the yeah the kids growing up now are mm-hmm. basically spoiled compared to what we we went through, you know. Well, I, like back in the 90s, if um, somebody had a question about a game, they would have to write in to the magazine that was associated with that game. And wait weeks it was, for a response. Was, yeah, yeah. You had to write into Dragon or you would have to, in some way, discover that there was, in fact, a magazine related to the particular game that you wanted or that was just, in general, related to games that you could ask a question to. Now you can literally go online and post a question on the forum mm-hmm. and very likely receive a response from the person who wrote the rule. Yeah. Most of the time, you don't even have to post your own question. It's Just, already there. You yeah. go to Google, you type in your question, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it's already been questioned and answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it somehow, like, even with the internet, I feel like that hasn't changed your luck with, like, a consistent group, though. No. <laughs> which yeah. which is only, like, one thing, that, one bad thing about... Well, back, yeah, back to the gaming aspect. Do you think they have acted the way they have because I'm here. Like, you know what I'm saying? When they first started, you think they wouldn't have taken it as serious, but they're like, oh, dad's going to get mad if I mess this up or or do this or do that. I mean, do you think that's always been in the back of their mind? Well, we can ask them. <laughs> right yeah, here. don't look at yeah. me. They're sitting well, right next to you. Well, now, now, this is a safe place. <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable giving an answer, we can ask him to step out yeah. of the room. <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, I mean, probably you, but like I said, I just wanted to impress the whole group. I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to be a burden. I didn't want them to say, listen, we don't want your daughter playing with us. She's too young. They've always known my pet peeves. I don't like people on the phone. I I think it's disrespectful to the DM to be on your phone, to be twiddling with dice, to be doing Mm -hmm. anything except listening to the story. I mean, that's just always been me. But I mean, if you're Now, do you think I'm too strict, though? Yeah, I mean... There are some groups where you would be asked to leave. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're talking about, like, like role-playing-wise, like, have I ever, like, not made a decision because you're here? I don't think so, but I'm not really, like, a jokester when it comes to the game. Like, we talked about with, like, the know-it-alls being, like, know-it-alls in the game. And that's just not my personality and it's not my play style like i take it seriously you know so i play seriously the only thing i won't do is cuss because you're here (laughs) you'll still like beat me up (laughs) no but i've never been interested or had the urge or whatever you want to say to grab my phone or be doing something else when i'm just i'm trying to play a game i wanted to play a game um, yeah so i've never had the urge that a lot of players do, mm-hmm. to just be on their phones constantly. And I don't know if it's because they're just like, it wasn't what they expected or if it, they yeah. just have like short attention spans or what. But yeah, when I'm 
when I'm playing a game, I'm playing the game. It's like, you know, when you play a video game, you're not, you know, on your phone while you play the game, you're giving it your attention. So that's how I treat, you know, role-playing games too, is that it's just, it's what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. And maybe some people in groups don't understand what a DM has to do to even set up a game, you know, because you, you have already gone through everything and to set up even one session. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Am I correct? Yeah, it is a lot of work to put it, put it, to set up the game in general. So, so that's why I've always just like pay attention. I mean, because you've taken your time mm-hmm. throughout the week to set up the, the session at the end of the week. So, so that's just always how I mm-hmm. felt. Like I said, maybe I, I'm an ass for thinking that. I've, I've never, my kids I've probably talked to. I, I don't think in a bad way, but I've never approached any other. Well, I take that back. One of your boyfriends. <laughs> well, one of the snarky <laughs> players. Yeah. Yeah. He really deserved it though. Yeah. Which yeah. There's one? been a few people that, that if they were my kids, friends, or, People that they were responsible for, I, I, I feel like, said stuff. I feel but, like it was, but I don't think I've ever said anything to anybody else in the group. Even I don't think even the people that were dozing off and <laughs> and chemically induced players and, and, <laughs> and all that. I, we never that, said, we just basically ended the campaign. That was really frustrating, though. Well, any yeah, anytime someone is like. If they do it once, I'm like, okay, whatever. But we have had so many people that do it every single session for mostly the whole session. And it really just makes you, like, not have any fun. It ruins it. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why I just really focus because I know how I feel when people do it. I don't want to do it to other people because it just takes the enjoyment out of it. When you, I've seen Clayton's frustration. Like, you you make your rounds and then you get back to the person that's on the phone or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like... Okay, so what happened since yeah. I last went? And then you got to explain yeah. everything that four or five people have done. And you know, it's just, it's time consuming. And yeah, that is frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Something that I've noticed that I do, Larry, you mentioned something that reminded me of it. And having you, you went a little bit further with it, is in this group for our, our Tuesday night game of the Savage World's New World. I watch my language around you two or around, <laughs> around you. I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I, I know you're watching your language because of Larry. Um, I watch my language in response, but heaven, you are literally the same age as the people that I play with on Thursday. And I am, and they cut I like don't sailors. Yeah. <laughs> like this podcast is an explicit podcast because yeah. none of us can keep Hold back the swear words from coming out of our mouths. But on Tuesday nights, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I may have slipped a couple of times, but and maybe, for the most part. Maybe it's just because you still remember us when we were eight and I think 12. So. I think yeah. so. I think it's because I have seen you grow up mm-hmm. so much. But if you heard me without my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still in that mentality of the little kids yeah, I have, in the group. Yeah, like heaven, I... I still remember you being at the game for the first time, sitting on the couch between Larry and I don't remember who was on your other side, like looking very small and meek, <laughs> yeah. very being very shy. Yeah, um, it was probably. I bet. No. no. Well, maybe. Yeah. I could have been sitting by him. I remember the guy with the hairline that went like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> no. What's his name? 
or something oh, like that. Yeah. Well, was probably oh, there. Yeah, was what probably there. That's Beth's brother. The was Jason. hairline that went like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the very sharp widow's peak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. And I remember, uh, what was that? He had a sword, right? A, um, it was a, um, was a, a side blade. It and was a, that it was thing was energy, brutal. You know? I do remember that. I don't, know, I don't know how you guys remember these small details. I don't Because really. everything he touched died with that. <laughs> like, not just died, like exploded. I, I only, I remember, like, very small details of certain... Parts like when I first played, I remember sitting at the kitchen table, and then when we played in basement, I remember a little bit of that mostly because, yeah, they were always on their phones and always falling asleep, and just yeah, that's what I remember. I don't remember gameplay wise of my first games, I just remember, yeah, location <laughs> and some of the people. I'm to the point where I can barely remember the people that I've had <laughs> in my games, like most. I've had so many people just in my games for short periods of time, like maybe three months or less, because of, well, we live in a college town, and um, classes interfere, interfere, schedules change, people move back home or move away, they get jobs, they go to where the money is. It's really hard to create and and maintain a group in, in a college town. But I've also lived in areas that weren't college towns, and it is it is near impossible to find a group in towns like that. I was out of Athens for several years, and I ended up having to drive an hour to play a game because that was the nearest group that I could find. Well, wow. because you lived in an area that was like in the movie Deliverance. Like, <laughs> we're talking like 30 miles outside of civilization. Larry, that is the original place where I am from. That, that area was is where I grew up. Uh, my parents' house was probably 10 miles from there. Really? Yeah. It's kind of awesome. So you probably played at the river where the dude squealed like a pig? <laughs> One thing that I totally skipped whenever I was talking about like people in their early 20s, just the style of games that are more popular with people in that age age range seem to be more, more dark and gritty type of games. And really, that doesn't really change. It's just that's when it starts. I feel like there's a, there's a definite transition period in late teens, early 20s where I remember being that age and discovering like a lot of really good, just really dark movies. And that being where I drew my influences from for gaming. I think that that's a part of the transition from childhood to adulthood is you start to see, you start to see that the world isn't a bunch of like fairy tales or um, stories where the good guys always win. I've seen that there's definitely a surge in that grittiness that we've seen in movies of like the recent Batman movies, um, the Zack Snyder DC universe type movies where everything gets kind of grayed out and gets dark. Um, I see that as kind of um, an age range or an age specific thing that some gamers if they stay in the hobby kind of either grow out of it or they grow to actually 
have depth and complexity in their characters and in their games, not just having that dark and gritty veneer, but then actually go into having characters who really are morally gray, not just I'm the Punisher. I kill bad Mm -hmm. guys. I'm, I'm an anti-hero because I'm not, I'm not saving these people. I'm hurting the bad guys to characters who, who just have more depth to them, more of a more detailed backstory that explains why they may have a particular outlook. But I think you helped build these two too, because a lot of your campaigns where you ask for backstory, like not just creating the character on the yeah. sheet. So I think that helped with with them over the years too, because they've always been able to work with you on that. Because you gave uh, more experience points if they did a more detailed background for their character. Mm-hmm. So and I've always liked like that also. I've never been very good at the backgrounds though, but... I think I've always, I've never played like a morally gray character. I think I've always been a good character, always good, never bad. But again, I think that's because really people just... don't know the real you. When yeah. you're an evil witch. So. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think that's just my personality. I'm just a nice person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like back to, yeah, just like personality and just like, I think you kind of sometimes you're characters change or your preferences change but sometimes like certain things stick with you and i think that for me i've always played a nice character never a bad character yeah i think i have too yeah and like well you mentioned earlier uh, what we grew up on and our characters are based of course wolverine has always been my favorite comic book character so i think a lot of my characters kind of revolve around Logan. Yeah. when we were teenagers it was it was what's called, or what I've heard called, the Iron Age of comic books, mm-hmm. where Frank Miller was really popular, Alan Moore, um, those types of comics where The Dark Knight Returns, um, The Watchmen, those types of comics were coming out. Those were the big seller com- like Those were the main comics that influenced that whole generation of comic book writers. And maybe you're right that that's why we both kind of went through that transition period. Not to say that the having Kaylin haven't had like dark and gritty because you've had the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. You've had, mm-hmm. um, God, any number of things that came out in the two thousands that were gritty reboots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I just argued myself out of my point. <laughs> and maybe that's why people create more comical characters now, because with the Deadpool movies and all that, like the, the heroes and the villains have that kind of jokester side to them. And Deadpool obviously made millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, one thing that I haven't really talked about is I have a lot of complaints about people in their late teens, early twenties. The biggest one can be boiled down to the maturity at the table. And I'm not talking like um, how, like actually mature you are. I'm talking about like the types of humor that comes out of the, out of a game. My example being um, something that if Beth or her brother hears this podcast, they may slap me over. Um, (laughs) When we were in our early twenties, we were playing dark sun and in dark sun, the evil spellcasters are called defilers. And whenever you cast this evil type of magic, you acquire taint 
And I had to stop the campaign <laughs> because every time I used that word, they just started giggling <laughs> because of the other meaning of taint. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to like the snarky players that have definitely, we've had very immature players. A lot of them have been. Have a sex boyfriends no. <laughs> or friends though. or friends? Yeah, well, I don't think they were being immature, but it is it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. but yeah, that yeah. And I know there's been a few. I can't pinpoint it, but I know we've been doing stuff, and and you know, and the humor is a good thing too. Yeah, so. but you can. But there's a difference in yeah. humor in game, and then people you just can being obnoxious you can cross a line that's what i was gonna say that goes back to the whole rape thing like when (laughs) somebody wants to physically do stuff in the campaign that's just i just think that's stupid like i mean you got players trying to be serious and figure out a way out of a jam and then you got this guy well i'm gonna rape the guard and take (laughs) his keys i'm like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) where'd that come from does anybody else have any points or anything they want to talk about well, outside of the age difference or anything? Anything. Maybe, what, campaigns? Like, what's your favorite campaign that you've hosted? Like, I mean, we've played Traveler, Necessary Evil, currently playing Savage Worlds, and mm-hmm. different types of Savage Worlds. I know we did a military-based mm-hmm. game. That was over Open RPG. And I think we did Dark Sun, didn't we? Um, Which, yeah, we did... F- we we've done actually I've done Dark Sun twice with you. We uh, did it once over uh, Map Tool, and once we did face to face because mm-hmm. the campaign you came in on where this character could throw the side blades that, that was, was a Dark, Dark Sun, Sun campaign. Yeah. And then we never played Second Edition. I never played Second Edition with you. No. Yeah, I liked Fourth Edition a lot. A lot of people bash it, and uh, you weren't really a big fan of Fourth Edition, right? It was a very good tactical miniatures game and i think it was good for them because they both came in on in fourth didn't they heaven maybe she was before fourth fourth. yeah heaven was at the tail end of third edition yeah because i liked it because the power cards because we could give caitlin the power cards and everything was pretty Mm -hmm. self-explanatory yeah so you knew what was going to happen when you Mm -hmm. did something i think that did help me so there was no guessing so i did like that aspect Mm -hmm. of it for for the younger generation people. So so I think was 4th aimed towards younger kids? I think that 4th edition was designed to capitalize on the um, popularity of computer-based mm-hmm. WoW. Or Memorpigs like WoW. And I'm blanking on any of the other ones because that was the last <laughs> one that I played. <laughs> EverQuest, isn't it? Was EverQuest 2. Yeah, EverQuest. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question for Clayton. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's easier, was it easier playing with, like, younger people like me and Haven, or is it easier playing with older people, like, maturity-wise? Is that a word? That's what, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, who, do you think we took it more seriously than a lot of the other older people you've played with, or do you think it's kind of, like, balanced? It just depends. You mean you now or you when you first started? When we first started. When yeah, we he were says younger. he has to babysit you now. <laughs> 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 I played with you when you were younger kids uh, i played with a, a guy who was about maybe 11 or 12 and then i also played um this is actually on one of the podcasts we had a guest of um one of kp's friends from um from the legend of zelda fan movie that he was doing she played in a a, a session of a game 
And really, kids just pick up the game so much easier. They are interested in the game. Their attention is more focused on the game, especially when there are other adults around the table. Because, uh, Kaylin, like you said, whenever there's a kid in with a bunch of adults, the kid wants to be an adult. Yeah. They want to have that respect of the other adults at the table. So kids can be the best players. As far as people older, it gets back into just the differences in personality. There's mm-hmm. just too much there's just too much variation just based on personality to be able to say that one age group is better than yeah. the others. What do you like, feel about when the whole group is about the same age? Do you think heads butt a lot? Because everybody, I mean, because, yeah, they'll listen to us. I mean, they won't argue points or try But Have you ever been in groups where you will say something and, and like, maybe one or a couple in the group try to, to doubt what you're saying or, it's, or it's, try to enforce rules that they've read that you're wrong and they're right mm-hmm. and... Again, the diff- the biggest difference is just in the personality. I will say that people in their late teens, early 20s who do that are worse than people who are older mm-hmm. because stereotypically people in that age range, they think they know whether or not they actually do. There's a lot of assumption that they know what they're talking about. That's just an old guy like me describing the younger generation like... <laughs> Like what has happened for generations and generations before. <laughs> like kids today don't respect us. <laughs> kids today think they know everything. I swore I would never become this type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to remember what it was like for me being that age. And I feel like I've held on to, I feel like I've held on to remembering what that was like in that situation at that age better than a lot of people just because I had that awareness at the time that I didn't want to become that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I know there was an issue when, when I first joined the group in 2004, 2005, whatever, I was new to D and D and to gaming. And remember we had, after we had finished the campaign you did, you wanted me to try Mm -hmm. to DM and I was new. Yeah. And if you remember somebody, didn't really like the way I was doing things. Well, because I I didn't have the knowledge, but I was mm-hmm. trying. But I didn't even notice. But you had told me that he was being disrespectful. And some people are assholes, no matter what, how old they are. Because I remember the there was the, a puzzle. There was a way to get out of a chamber. I do remember that. And and yeah, he was just throwing stuff at me, and I was like, uh, 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 because <laughs> <laughs> because like I said, that's how I found out how much. A DM has to go through mm-hmm. to set up, you know, a session. I mean, well, that player was also taking advantage of your ignorance of the rules. Yeah. The fact that you didn't know all the rules he was taking f- left and right. He was trying to take advantage of yeah. of you in order to get more things yeah, for himself. I, that was before she joined us, I think, even, wasn't it? Because well, I'm trying to think how long we even played together uh, before she joined. I don't it, remember you DMing from... Yeah, so maybe, maybe after right. that group split up is probably might be when maybe because you did live in that area then. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say uh, she came in sometime in two thousand five. I would think, right? I don't know. Well, you whatever would have been age twelve I was... or thirteen. Then. Yeah. So this is completely different from age, but he reminded me. I remember we had someone. 
I think you were playing too. There was a guy in the group and he did not want to hear anything we had to say because we were girls. Do you remember that? I don't remember I that. Don't. Do you remember it that? It was you. Remember? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was obviously in the group mm-hmm. if it was him, but I don't remember it. But he was, he was like that. Yeah. And that's a completely <laughs> different topic. But yeah, I think there have he been. He was just like that. Yeah. So. I think there so have, have been a few times. So have you seen that, Clayton, outside of the kids, like females in groups? <laughs> do you think they're disrespected just because they're females? Or yeah. Like... Actually, we just, just did a topic on this a couple of episodes ago. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's out yet. But um, we talked about the experiences of women in gaming. I think yeah, and, it, it is out. Uh, yeah, it it was it was so common. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Your your experience, I'm sad to say, was far from unique. I feel bad for you that you had to go through it. Yeah, there's age and gender. I think those are the big things that can like kind of like set you apart from the group in mm-hmm. in bad and good ways. Mm-hmm. But age never seemed to. Yeah. gender. I don't really, yeah, I don't really, I mean, maybe they didn't say it to me, but I don't remember them ever treating me differently because I was younger. Yeah, I Do don't Do you guys think so. remember? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Probably because they knew that I paid more attention than they did. <laughs> yeah. You were telling them what they were missing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I do know that with both both of them, they have always taken good notes. Kaylin would always update us on the last session before we started the current mm-hmm. session. Yeah, when I had that. my laptop, I'd type it up, and yeah, yeah I'd have it'd, it'd be like a so, book. Yeah, she would take <laughs> notes. Yeah, and and Heaven does that now even. Mm-hmm. So, except last session, I forgot my notebook. <laughs> I think you picked me up after work or something. I didn't have my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> And it works well for me because I have a bad memory. Yeah, at, me too. Yeah. At my age well, now, so. I'll tell you this. Every player has a bad memory. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that as a game master. I'm saying that as somebody who has been a game master and then has been a player and realized I have been way too hard on my players in the past because it is so hard to remember all this stuff. Because when you're the game master, it's easy to remember because you created it. You're presenting it. You know what's important. You know which stuff comes out of your mouth that they all should be taking notes on because this is important to the yeah. plot. Yeah. When you're a player, you don't know that. Yeah. You can't. There's just so much going on. Yeah. Because yeah. combat, for us, I feel like combat takes up the majority of the session. You're probably only remembering more of the story, whereas we're just remembering combat and, you know, what die yeah. we have to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're learning, you've like got so Caleb much other said, things. he's yeah. new to D&D and he doesn't know the difference between a, a D6 and a D8. <laughs> no, no, like I really do. I was just like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you stay yeah, twice before. He'd be like, roll a D10 and yeah. you're like... I didn't even know there mm. was anything but a D6 there's before been a few I started times, playing. I was yeah. like, what's this weird thing? Caleb, I told you you would be talking on the podcast. Right? <laughs> I didn't want to. I was just going to be in the background. I guess you guys pulled me in. We snuck you in there. Yeah. By insulting him, that's how you get him to talk. You just got to gotta insult him. <laughs> I was going to say something earlier when you guys you were... Say it? Yeah. We'll say it now. When you guys were talking yeah. about like the whole age and maturity and personality playing into the character... I was sitting over here thinking about it, and I'm like, what does that say about my character? I murdered a whole entire tavern full of goblins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is that what his character would have done, though? So that's the thing. So he's just playing the character. Here's how I view it. You are still brand new to the game. You 
are still learning the game. And you're still not only learning the game, but you're also learning all the rest of us, our style of playing the game. The way you are playing is entirely valid. It is entirely within, was entirely within your character. You explained it well in your character's mind. You explained it to us why your character was thinking what he was thinking. And it made sense. A lot of the players that we are complaining about who just kill, 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 kill. They don't think about it. Yeah. They don't have a reason they do why it. they're doing yeah. it. Yeah, no. They're doing it because it's mm-hmm. a game. Or just to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Because they thought it was funny. They didn't have, yeah, like he said, they didn't have a reason for it. They just, they thought it was funny. I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, they just, they just wanted to be difficult. Caleb, you are, I've, I've been very impressed with the way that you have picked up the game. I don't know, no eight-year-old Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to have you in the group, Caleb. You're mm-hmm. you're a good addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to be here. I had never even considered playing anything like yeah. this before in my life. And, and then I was like, hey. Uh, I'm glad that I started, mm-hmm. though. But don't worry, your audio yeah. will be on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I, I remember the first, like, when, we were, when you were first talking about getting this, like, mm-hmm. this campaign started, like, the game started. Yeah. Carolina told me, she's like, I want you to join in on this. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's my kind of thing. I don't know how I'd like it, how I do. And I I didn't really want to come, to be honest. But now you can't quit. And now now I'm like, are are we doing this tonight? Yeah. Oh, my God, we're going tonight? Mm -hmm. But back to what he was saying about how, like, he, you know, he likes to kill people. I, I honestly like when... Everyone is on the same page. It yeah. makes it more fun because you have to talk yeah. it through. You have to figure it out. Yeah. And then he might decide to knife some guy. And well, he was on the spot. I mean, and yeah. that's another yeah. good thing about the game. Like, because it's, it's like real life. Like, what would you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. Like, because you're like, I, I need an answer now. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and, so, and yeah, well, in his situation, his I, dog had died. So, yeah. of course, you're going to want to kill everyone because you're mad because your dog died. And well, then me, I wanted to kill them, too, because I was thinking of me. But then you want to try to do the right thing, too, because of, you know, the situation, what's going on. Yeah. Well, me me growing up, I didn't really, you know, have the best life. I I was always in and out of trouble throughout school. I was always getting in fights. I've always been an eye for an eye kind of guy. And that guy, that goblin killed my damn dog. (laughs) Pissed me off. (laughs) I I had to get, I had to get him back. (laughs) Well, and let's touch on that. I don't know if you have on your other podcast, but like he said, he's taking his anger out through the game and not in real life. And people bash on D&D. I mean, that's been bashed on since the 70s. Like, it's satanic and all that. And like, people are watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. just, on, just on Sundays. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I... I always think, well, music and games get a bad rap because they say it, it encourages kids... Uh, you know, when when their minds are still fresh, it can convince them to do bad things, and and I don't I don't believe that at all. Mm. I grew up on Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, steal you're not cars. out running yeah, people no, over yeah. in your car. If, and, if anything, it helps you release all that's the bad what I'm things saying. you want to so do. So you can yeah. release it through the game, yeah. or or listen to music and yeah. take your anger out mm-hmm. just through the music you listen yeah. to, or or even writing music because. Yeah. A lot of music is written in anger yeah. or love mm-hmm. or whatever. It's Yeah, it's a good escape. So I just think D&D has always gotten a bad rap mm-hmm. when, when it shouldn't. 
I guess not D and D specifically, just role playing games. Yeah. Because yeah, if you're if you're mad at your dad or whatever, you can I can kill you in you, the you game. You can kill a guy <laughs> in the game, and there's gonna be no reason. I hate you, yeah. dad. <laughs> Do we name this goblin dad? <laughs> I don't know. This is like off subject, but it got me thinking when you said before. You know, there's D and D, and there's Savage World. We've always, we've done different, like, storylines. Like, we did superheroes once. We we were, we did Traveler, so we traveled the space. I liked all that, too, yeah. because me, it might be because I'm younger, but I remember my idea, I want to do one based off Supernatural, the TV show, because I love that show. I kind of base things off of, like, pop culture when I think of the game. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, where you get your ideas from when you DM and all that. If you draw from movies or TV shows or what. Practically everything comes from pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think starting D&D with Clayton kind of ruined, well, even my dad, right? You haven't played with anybody else as DM? No. Because you can't. I I think, yeah. Oh, you have, though. Yeah, exactly. And it was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, she said her her experience has not been well. I had two other groups. One... I'm friends with them, like still very close friends, but I cannot play D&D with them. They, well, the DM specifically, not a good storyteller, um, doesn't do the voices. (laughs) That's not why I won't play with them, but he just, he doesn't draw you in. And doesn't take it seriously. Yeah, doesn't take it seriously. I think no matter what age, that's hard to find. And like we said earlier, I don't think that's changed. It's hard to find people that take it somewhat seriously. Mm -hmm. No one really seems to want, like, they'll do it. And then 10 minutes later, they kind of just decide that they're over it. They don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He won't keep the gaming groups together. And he kind of, I think pretends to like it more than he actually likes it. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like what, to me. What, gaming? Like D&D? Well, DMing. Oh, okay. He yeah. wants to be in charge, but he doesn't actually, because once yeah. he actually sits down and tries to be in charge, he doesn't want to be reading the rules, and he doesn't want to prepare, and then he doesn't want to keep the games together. So basically, you guys are going into a session where he hasn't, got everything ready he's yeah. he's just basically doing it on the fly with he's no read the rules five minutes before we start yeah and, and nothing for the campaign nope. itself yeah that would be so. difficult i feel like the dm is the key to having a good game yeah because if they're not into it then you're not going to be into it yeah part of that might be age though because i was a terrible game master when i first started He's 30. Yeah, he's... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's grown. <laughs> so, but you you used to play just a normal player, right? You weren't always a DM, right? I've been I've been the DM more than I've been the player. Yeah. And you just think you prefer that over... Yeah. You just like coming up with a story and all that? Yeah. Do you, do you think you get bored being a player quick? I used to get just really bored playing at the same character but that was that was when i was in my late teens early 20s when my characters had like the veneer of like the darkness or like the loner or um they i stand apart once i started developing characters that actually had 
a motivation for doing what they were doing once I began, once I started playing to understand the character and making choices based on my understanding of who the character is, that really changed. Now I, I'm as happy being a player as I am being a game master, but I still love being a game master because I get to jump from character to character. Mm -hmm. Um, I get to, I get to work with you guys to reveal this bigger story. And I feel like that's, that's more of an evolution of just my skill as a game master growing. And that's something that you can't just know when you start out. And it's something that you have to slowly build over time. So that just proves my point from earlier that it's a lot harder to be a game master than a player. Yes. You're the game master. The game master is in addition to the game session itself, the game master probably puts in twice as much time outside Mm -hmm. of the game compared to what is in the game. Uh And And that's why it's always been uh, upsets me when people won't give you the respect to listen to what you're saying and be on phones or whatever. Luckily, we've mm-hmm. never had that problem. I don't think you've even talked to us about it. We just didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Like but you but your friends to. or oh, yeah. boyfriends or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But we said how we got into it. We got into it because of you, D&D. Mm-hmm. How did you guys first discover D&D? Well, when I was younger, I don't re- remember. It was just there because that was like the cool thing the in 1982. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, but meeting Clayton, I was through the comic book shop where we live and there was a, a flyer hanging up in the mm-hmm. shop and got in contact with him. And you guys had lived in that area maybe a month, you say? Did, did you we say? Had, yeah, we had just moved to the Plains. Yeah. When I put that flyer up. I didn't know if you mm-hmm. want to tell where we live. <laughs> yeah. They, people people that hate the podcast are going to hunt us down. <laughs> yeah. We've mentioned Athens, Ohio. We've okay. mentioned <laughs> Ohio University several <laughs> yeah. times. So how did so you So we're not discover- hard to find. Yeah, how did you discover it? Come then? at us, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, in high school, I was introduced to the game by somebody who I thought was probably one of the biggest assholes in the school. <laughs> but for some reason, he we started talking in study hall because it was fucking study hall. There was nothing else to do. Uh, he saw that I was reading a sci-fi novel. And he invited me to play in his D and D game. I never going to be hazed. <laughs> You're like, this is um, not going to end. I never actually played in a game with him. Um, that game fell apart before I could join, and then he never started. I, he did. I stopped having study hall, and I never saw him again, basically. But be, in leading up to when I thought we were going to have the game, I went out and I bought the core books for D and D Second Edition. And I bought the Planescape campaign setting and just absolutely fell in love with it. Then reading those books. And then a few months later, I started college and I got into it. So you have him to thank. And you yeah. never even played a game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you didn't like him at all, but he showed you like one of the greatest things. Yes. <laughs> if he hadn't, I owe that guy right? um, the, probably <laughs> some of the best times I've had. Mm-hmm. In my life, I owe to him, ultimately, for introducing me to this yeah. hobby. So hopefully if you get rich, he doesn't come knocking like, hey, <laughs> I know, I showed you this. Yeah, when I earn my uh, podcasting millions. Yeah. <laughs> I have a request. Okay. Will you end the podcast telling them how you practice your voices? 
And then doing well, those voices. Because I remember you telling me how you practiced them. I don't know this story. <laughs> Do I? Maybe I don't remember. Well, um, I don't remember what I told you. But what I normally do to practice my voices is I do it in the car on the way to and from work. Uh, um, singing. Yeah. Yep. I sing along with um, <laughs> with whatever music I've got. That's why a lot of my voices are like monsters and stuff is because I listen to well. death metal. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> you weren't there when he said that? Like I said, I might have been, but... She was on her phone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well where'd you get the goblin voice from then? A band of you, orcs. No. <laughs> no. You've you've never heard the like really high pitched metal singers. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think of it, Ru- I can't hear Goblin. Yep. <laughs> you've ruined music for me forever now. <laughs> yeah, I can sing in most of the voices that I do. I can't sing in my regular voice. <laughs> I think funny. I I think I literally sing better in some of the voices that I do. Well, that's Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing. <laughs> Now you need, All you yeah. can understand is Sharon. 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 Yeah. <laughs> now you need an hour-long podcast of you singing in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we ever do a Patreon, I may have that. Yeah. A, a yeah. Yes. That should be. Yeah. Unlockable. Definitely. <laughs> I, I'll sing a song of your choice in the, in the voice of your choice. Someone's going to request something I'm gonna ridiculous. I'm going to that. Yeah. <laughs> like a Britney Spears song, Hit Me Baby One More Time or something. <laughs> Yeah, you could have sing a- "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" as an orc. Yep, you could have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> sing "My Neck, My Back" as a goblin. <laughs> <sighs> well, you say we stop this bullshit and start rolling some dice. And see, I cussed. <laughs> you, you dropped the f bomb earlier, then. Yeah. 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 This has been a production of Alien Familiar Media. You can find past episodes and more at alienfamiliar.com. You can email us at alienfamiliarmedia at gmail.com. This production is protected under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution, no derivatives license. Music for this episode is Suburban Outlaw by Forget the Whale and can be found at freemusicarchive.org.